Welcome to my diary. Welcome to my diary. Welcome to my diary. Welcome to my diary. Welcome to my diary For the higher achievers and people who inspire me First they didn't believe us cause they follow society Now they looking to see us cause they truly admire me Oh, better keep your eyes on me Oh, everybody crowd on me Oh, cause I'm a young prodigy time welcome back to another episode of the diaries of high achievers podcast guys this is a podcast where we elevate the well-being of the ambitious non-conformers by showing you how to gain it all without losing it all and we're back with a season four uh my my name is Corey singleton as your host alongside ops um ops we're back with another another season man we're back we're back should we kind of do a quick like reintroduction for new listeners i mean it has been four seasons yeah, we can go ahead and do something like that real quick. We met over the pandemic. Uh, we got close through our mutual friends, Alik and Alicia. We had them on the podcast. You all um, have heard them. If you have not checked out the interview when we interviewed them, it was one of the greatest interviews. Um, I felt like I wanted to run a lap after that conversation with them, but that's their gifting as far as like spiritual ministry and things of that nature. Um, and so, yeah, we got closer during that time. And then at the same period of time, we also left network marketing. I think that is a very clear distinction we should note. <laughs> we left the cult <laughs> and um we were really at the point where it's like okay well we have all these we took you know taking away the good things as far as like the resources we were given and the books and stuff that we've read and learned from taking these resources and our raw talent like what are we going to do next and so um Corey and i would chop it up pretty frequently and then in one of our conversations Corey was like you know what this sounds like a podcast and i was like well you go have fun with that <laughs> But ultimately, I came on board, and so we are the co-hosts of the Diaries of High Achievers, where we're really all about profiling, you know, coming from such a workaholic, work-driven, performance-driven culture within network marketing, and now trying to find a sense of self and balance in our journey to achieving great things in life. Uh, we started this podcast to help, uh, one, document that journey for us, but also interview other people that we can look toward as examples of what it looks like to have holistic life success, not just the financial monetary glitz and glamours of success and the fancy cars and nice house but what does that success look like holistically in your family life um in your own health and wellness and your finances and the way you view yourself and the way you treat other people so that's how our podcast came along well said alicia parker smith man damn you did a that was one hell of an introduction man good job good job people <laughs> the people appreciate that that was good that was good. So, yes, man. So, uh, yeah, we're back with another season. That was our quick little intro. Um, OPS, man, let's just let's get straight into it, what we're talking about today. So we're going to be talking about an interesting conversation Corey and I had offline during our hiatus. But this feeling of you made it, but you still got to hustle. And when we say this, we mean it from a monetary standpoint. There's this thing called, and I'll get into it in a little bit, but there's this thing with a certain income threshold. Once folks get there, they thinking before they get there that this is going to be where they make it, where, you know, life gets easier, whatever the case may be, but they find a whole new set of challenges. So 
there's a unique problem that we um, have with this whole six figure range, uh, the six figure range of people who are making six figures. And I'm talking about about, uh, about 100 to 250 range, where they're making all of this money, but they still feel broke as if they were making less than six figures. And I thought it was really interesting. I did some research on this and Business Insider did an article all about this. And so I'm going to reference this article during some of the conversation today, because I found it so fascinating and so helpful in us understanding and taking a deep a deep look behind the curtain peeking behind the curtain and so the group of people who are making this type of income that 100,000 to 250 range they're called henry's and henry stands for high earners not rich yet we talked about this term um i think season two of the podcast if not season one and these are folks that are largely millennials and they're making all this money but they're still struggling with saving and spending habits and feeling really afloat in life the same way we think of people who uh, make less money some of their same financial challenges and so why does something like this happen really one of the reasons because there's more than one reason one of the reasons is this group of people henry's they can fall victim to lifestyle creep and they can fall victim to lifestyle creep very easily and before you start judging in your head i fully need to clarify this you know before you're like well that would never be me understand that lifestyle creep is more than just the big ticket items, the fancy car, the nice apartment, the new home that people often think about is really any extra consistent spending or debt that you're gaining in general. Um, so it can be small debt that's just accumulating over time because it hasn't been uh, tackled yet. And so additionally, with the affordability challenges that we're facing in society today, I don't think we really got to go into depth about that open up your news app and you will see articles all about it. And then also inflation, really $100,000 is not what it used to be. It's still very much considered middle class. Um, 40 to about 120 is considered middle class. And many of these Henry's folks who are high earners that are not rich yet are really struggling to balance their spending and saving habits and avoiding lifestyle creep is a major key to building wealth. And a lot of entrepreneurs and folks who have been able to accumulate wealth in their lifetime will speak to this as well. So it, it really comes down to how do you avoid lifestyle creep while being realistic about the economy and other external factors that we can't necessarily control. And so I think, you know, one step toward that is really figuring out how much money you truly need to live off of. And for most individuals, that's about three to $4,000 a month. And, um, Understanding how much you truly need to live off of, whether you're making a lot of money right now or not, as your income increases, you can then start using that extra income that's outside of the amount of money you actually really need and start using that to pay off debt and, and putting toward wealth generating assets. And so that's one way to help um, mitigate that lifestyle creep that so many of us fall victim to. And then also just being real about the economy and these external factors that we're facing. You know, education has doubled over the decades and has, you know, the difference is astronomical. The amount of money that it took for our parents to get a college education and for us to get are drastically different. And that puts a lot of people starting off on their career in the negative, already owing a ton of debt. I mean, we're talking 40, 60, 80, hundreds of thousand dollars, over $100,000 worth of debt. And then also the rising uh, cost of living and rent increasing year over year. And so these taking these external factors and figuring out a plan that works best for you in this situation, you know, can you uh, continue to knowing that rent is going to rise year over year, can you continue to just live at the same level that you're currently living at instead of taking your big paycheck and getting the super fancy apartment, right? Can you continue 
uh, riding your hoopty, driving your hoopty <laughs> um, versus th that temptation to go get the newest, faster, better looking, cleaner car, you know, what are the things that we can do personally to mitigate it? And ultimately, it's up to you to think about that. But the one thing I do uh, and would love for you all to take away is figuring out how much money do you really, really need to live off of. And then the next thing, um, as far as this conversation is, how does it honestly feel making six figures now this is about to be an interesting conversation hey hold on real quick before we get into that have you seen uh because you were speaking of um you know paying back student loans and stuff like that have you seen the movie on netflix called emily the criminal emily the criminal no what's it about hey man hey so i i really feel like it's based on true story because i really feel like there's people out here doing this so basically it's this lady because this is a really like solid movie for it being on netflix but basically uh this girl like I'm talking about she's busting her ass, dead-end jobs, trying to pay back these student loans and stuff like that. And one of her coworkers is, gets, you know, affiliated with some basically craw, uh, credit card fraud. She gets involved with it. She, mm -hmm. like, makes super bank. Uh, she makes a lot of money off of it, gets in trouble, gets caught up with it and everything like that, and turns into, it's like, this gangster mobster kind of thing. But uh, all in all, it's a good movie, though. But I really feel like... There's really people out here who are living that life. Like they are doing anything in their willpower to get more money to pay off student debt. Um, but yeah, it's on Netflix. It's called Emily the Criminal. I think it was pretty good. You know, I was going to say, and it's not even just to pay off debt. It's just there are people who will do anything just to make more money. <laughs> Period. As we've seen with the PPP loans. Hey, Amen. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but anyways, continue. <laughs> Yeah, man. So the question is, how does how does it honestly feel making six figures? Um, I'll let you go first because you hit that mark before me, but I have learned a lot from you being in that role and then expressing your feelings about it. So OPS, when you first got that first letter or offer letter from your W-2, um, what was going through your head? Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, when I first when I got my first six-figure offer, I felt like I made it. Mind you, this was a situation where my income was doubling. No, more than doubled, I think. Um, or almost just about doubled. So I was well into that mark. And, you know, I thought I had achieved my financial goals much faster, that I would achieve them much faster. But emotionally, it was like this feeling of, ooh, I made it to the big boys club. I get to, you know, it's like the making into the VIP, right? It was kind of like this elitist type of feeling and not in like an entitlement type of way, but just understanding how few Americans actually make that much money. Um, and so I felt like I could finally breathe with money, especially when I was doing like my budget. I still do a monthly budget, um, doing my budget and seeing how much money I was now working with. I was like, wow, I can really breathe and enjoy living a little bit versus <laughs> being so anal about how much money I'm spending on gas. Um, just, you know, TMI there. But um, at the end of, you know, the year, I could see how much money I made my first year making six figures. And I saw how much money I made. And this was post-tax. And I was like, wow, where did my money go? And of course I did responsible things, you know, the things we talk about on this podcast. And, you know, I did responsible things with my money as far as investing and things of that nature. I enjoyed traveling more, which is something I didn't, I don't regret at all, but I felt guilty at the same time that I made that much money and seemingly didn't have much to show for it. And by seemingly 
not having much to show for it. I mean, um, this uh, false sense of reality I gave myself thinking that my life would drastically change in a year off of W-2 income in a, in a certain type of way. And for though, for some people it actually will, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to negate those situations for other people, but I had this false sense of reality of how much my life would it would indeed change um, making, you know, double the income I was previously, more than double the income I was previously making. And so I truly couldn't fathom how there were folks making less than me and supporting full-blown families. And I know this is going to sound entitled or like I'm ungrateful and that is not the case at all I am very grateful and I'm not complaining but it goes back to the business insider article about Henry's a lot of other Henry's feel this way and it's because a hundred thousand dollars is not as much as it used to be the with inflation your dollar literally does not stretch as far as it goes and you know there are factors like where we're living geographically most people who are high earners also live in cities where the cost of living is extremely high so though it might seem like they could afford more that's not necessarily the case you know especially in cities like austin where you know a one-bedroom apartment is going for 1500 that's a mortgage for somebody in another city you know um so there are larger issues going on and that's why i think a lot of henry's are struggling with are wrestling with the idea of, wow, I'm making so much money, but it doesn't feel like I'm there yet. It doesn't feel like I've made it just yet. Um, because that amount of money, whatever amount of money you might have in your head, when you achieve it, and at least for me, when I achieved it, I found like, this isn't going to save me. There are other things I need to be doing to be okay in the end. And I know we talk about, you know, passive income and things are like that on our, on our show, but um, that was just like a reality check I had. And I just wanted to be honest and transparent with you all because I know there's someone's listening and they're like, once I'm once I make this amount of money, I'm good, I'm set. And you know, there are external factors that impact that the cost of living inflation, if you have personal debt, if you have people you're taking care of at that point, or people you want to be taken care of. And so, um, you know, don't marry a number more so than marrying the financial discipline or be willing to be fluid in your financial discipline to maintain a certain type of lifestyle that you feel comfortable living. Does that make sense? Or am I just rambling right now? Uh, a little bit of both, you know, but the people know how you do, but that's okay. <laughs> but I'm about to, I'm about, look, I'm about to come in and back you up because here's the thing though, within our community, we are more prone to take care of our parents where it's harder for us to actually build wealth than it is other communities so yeah you know once you get that high-paying job like that's a great point of what you just stated like you know taking care of other family members and stuff like that like once you become uh or once you get to a place and you're making an x amount of money like people are going to be looking forward to you you know not for handouts or anything like that but they're going to be looking forward to you know getting money from you for things on the side and stuff like that so um that's a whole different conversation within itself so i completely agree with that um and i know i had hit you up actually um, we had a conversation with Shello about that. That was a question. I was like, how do you handle that? You know, family members, yep. breadwinner and stuff like that. So I think for high achievers or just high earning people, I think that is a, a, a inside struggle for us for most, um, to say the least. But yeah, I kind of find it interesting how, you know, people, our community, we're prone to be taking care of our people the most. Yeah. But Corey, how, how has your experience been? You know, like, how does it feel for you? 
actor making six figures? Uh, I I I remember the day vividly. Like I was driving, I think I was on the highway. I was driving <laughs> some. I was I was driving from somewhere, and we had Facetimed, and you was like, "Bro, I don't know where my money went." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" You was like, "And this is, as a matter of fact, this has this was as soon as you got back from um Paris, you got back from Europe from your Europe trip, and you was like, "I don't know where my money went after taxes," and I was like, "What do you mean?" And then when you broke it down, it made sense, and it really helped me like come into this new role. Um, with this, with this, you know, this new job, and really be a steward of the income that I'm making, um, because I remember when I first got that W two offer, I was excited as hell because I had got offered more than what I, what I had originally asked for. Um, but after taxes, you know, it, it does make a difference. Like, like you just said, like um, you have a number in your head, and you think you hit that number, and then you think your lifestyle is going to change. Like for me, my lifestyle really hasn't changed or anything like that. Like I haven't bought anything crazy, um, but. To say the least, I was nervous uh, when I first hit six figures, and I'm still nervous now because I knew that I didn't want to fumble with the opportunity that God had given me, right? Like, I want to see fruit yeah. from the income that mm -hmm. I have. I want to be able to multiply it. But if I'm not doing my due diligence and, you know, with the money and putting it in the right places, like, how am I going to be, you know, fruitful from that? So um, that's another reason what made me stick and go harder and, uh, you know, just get more insight, right? Like, um it's an overwhelming feeling for me because I didn't grow up with the finances, you know, discussions, right? Like um, money was kind of like taboo. So now I'm at a standstill where I'm just trying to figure all this out by myself. So mm. not coming from money, not having those talks, like it could definitely be overwhelming. Um, but like you said, hearing that you got it, but still having to continue to like stay down. And that is the word for me because I don't like to say grind because when you say grind, like grind is just i just cringe when i hear the word grind but when i heard the word stay down that means lower your expenses double your income lower your expenses double your income like stay down like you got the end of the day like you can't be worried about what everybody else is doing um you have to like make remain focused on what matters to you and your goals and keeping my expenses low has been game changing since i got into this new role right like I honestly probably spend about like maybe this is like mm -hmm. miscellaneous like food gas like three to four four fifty ish in between paychecks like everything else is either bills or straight to savings right straight to like the real estate bank account where I'm trying to stack that up and stuff like that like everything else it just it just hasn't really affected me right as far as like getting the, the materialistic stuff and that's another thing too I'm grateful for like I don't give a damn about designer stuff. Like, I don't care about looking cool. Like I don't, I want to be comfortable what Corey has and being comfortable knowing that what that person is doing doesn't really pertain to me. Um, yeah, keeping my expenses low, <laughs> keeping my expenses low has definitely been game changer. And it's crazy because I saw a mm -hmm. video on Twitter where this guy was breaking down living numbers and he was basically saying like, if you're living between 50 to 80 K you're struggling. And he, had, he said, if you're making a hundred to 130 K that's breathing room. And then he said, if you have 200 K, um, 200 K and up, you're basically, you can almost do anything you want. So I kind of find that was funny. Um, but it, I don't know, man, like I, at the end of the day, you got to identify your freedom number, right? Like that financial freedom number, um, tallying up your expenses and multiplying that to find out, you know, how long could you potentially build something in order for that passive income to exceed the active income or just pay off debt at the same time. So 
Um, I definitely did that the other day, which was pretty cool because my expenses to debt is so low. No, I just love what you said, you know, figuring out your freedom number. And that's something Shello talks about. Because when I was mentioning a number earlier in the in our conversation, I was mostly talking about this arbitrary number of like, you know, the community just talks about, pop culture just talks about, make six figures, make six figures, make six figures. But you have to figure out like what number actually is sustainable for you. What number, like I mentioned earlier, can you really live off of? You know, most people can live off of three to $4,000 a month. And, you know, I think the whole point of this conversation, because I'm sure there's somebody listening, Corey, that's like these two ungrateful a-holes, if I was making as much money as they made, I would not be complaining about it, right? And I hopefully that's not the case. I'm but... grateful, right? Absolutely, grateful, hundred percent. Not complaining, but you know what it is, man. Like I think it's a mentality with that. Like there's people who would rather get to six figures than take the lid off their jar and know that they're living. I guess potential of what it is they can make it. It could really be unlimited of, of what it is that person wants to do. Absolutely, that makes sense. But yeah, going back real quick, going back to cutting back expenses, right? Like, I don't even pay for a gym membership, but I still be in the gym. How? How are you doing this? I ain't this this sounds no, sketchy, Gory. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, you just got to go to the gym when the one's at the front desk and uh, scan yourself in using someone else's uh, account. But anyways, man, so yeah, wow. you just got to get creative and, and really just dial back that's not even that bad you're making it sound better than what it is but i yeah i told myself i was like the finesse of 2023 i'm not paying i'm not paying that i bro i cut back on so much man you really set the, the, the tone for that and especially like knowing the market in real estate it's about to shift too if you're not man if, you, if your pockets ain't in the right place you're not gonna be able to be able to make the right place yeah we'll, we'll do a deep dive on um, that <laughs> yeah we'll talk about that another time too. but yeah like that i think that's the whole point like we don't want people like our heart behind this is to not sound ungrateful or entitled but really to let our own experiences use be used as an example and an understanding that you know the the work of financial discipline doesn't stop just because your paycheck increases you know it's very easy and a lot of folks who are in the henry category could probably attest it's very easy to find yourself in the same type of financial hardships even if your paycheck is more and i know people say this and you know you might think you understand and get it but when you actually are experiencing it you can see how very easily it can happen and so What's the point of this entire conversation? Really, you know, we're facing two major factors, an increase in cost of living, the delayed start many of, many of us are facing with college debt, inflation, things of that nature. We're already uh, in the hole <laughs> by, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. And it's not what it used to be, you know. Our various locations often determine how far our dollars can stretch. And as the Insider article that I quoted her earlier, the writer Hillary put it, you know, even with careful personal spending habits, that $100,000 salary does not, does seem, excuse me, a lot smaller in the scheme of today's higher cost of living and astronomical student debt load and the ongoing fallout from the recession. So what's my advice? You know, don't think of a number as something that will save you. Yes, be smart in calculating your freedom number and having that planned out, but don't think of uh, the mentality that making a certain amount of money will save you because there are so many factors outside of our control. Finances are nuanced and the economy is too. The economy will be changing. You know, depending on the economy, your dollar can stretch further or it will stretch, stretch less. 
um, and there are more factors in you living your best life than the income amounts alone. So some food for thought for you. You might feel like you made it, but you still got to hustle. And if that is how you feel, understand you are not alone. A, a lot of people feel that way too. Stay down. Do not hustle. John, I, I don't know. Like that. No, I'm, I'm serious. Like there's just like a mental shift when I say stay down. Because you're grinding, but you're grinding more in, like, a healthy way. But don't listen to me. I don't know nothing, OPS. Because I, I, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, I'm free. Like, you're looking at, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. I was just saying anything. No, I was looking at you like that's literally another episode we're going to have. Oh, okay. Save it for that oh, conversation. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, man. Uh, Can't give the people too much at once. Been doing this for a minute, man. Anyways, is there anything else, OPS, before we head up out of here? Um, well, we need to do our pause to refresh, and then also as we start our conversation and us doing a reintroduction of ourselves, which we still left a ton of things out, so folks just honestly go back. If you're a new listener and you're new to the High Achievers community, our family here, go back to our, I don't know, our first episode was a hot mess, but <laughs> go back to a season one episode <laughs> to learn a little bit more about us if you're curious. Uh, but we didn't do how we're feeling today. Corey, what's the word to describe how you're feeling today? Immaculate. Next question. <laughs> I am feeling, um, this is, you know, we've used bigger words on the show, but I'm just really excited. You know, the, the year planning I did for uh, the year, I'm just really, really excited for the intentionality. And using this past year as an example, what are the things I could have done better? And even financially, going back to the conversation we had on today's episode, I'm just really, really excited for making better plays. Um, so yeah, pause to refresh. PTR, uh, this is a moment where we take a moment to reflect on what we learned from the conversation we had, what we're applying to our lives. Corey, what is something you're taking away? You know, man, I think I think the biggest thing for me is just staying humble, right? Like the pride is going to always c- come before the fall. Um, but uh, your income should never really be your identity, of course. Um, it shouldn't be what it is, you know, who you are and stuff like that. But um yeah man just remain humble like you get to x amount of dollars and truly you really ain't make it like you can't i don't know like you can't get to an x amount and then be like okay i'm just not going to keep working quote unquote until xyz the years like if you have ambition you have goals like you're still going to continue to like work that out um so i don't know like just don't stay stagnant in a journey um don't let the six-figure trap define you and just your your outside aspirations of what it is you want to complete so um yeah just remain humble man uh what about you ops i mean that was beautifully said i don't think i can communicate better than that i love no because what you literally just said <laughs> is what i spent about 10 minutes trying to communicate <laughs> oh well damn Check so me thank out. you Check for me that out, yeah i i would yeah, just add sure. you know figuring out how much money you really need and then being strategic about the rest. All right, fam. Well, yeah. this is the kickoff to season four. If we are rusty, understand we are human. Uh, we're back at it, man. Season four. This is a wrap for the first episode. Uh, like OPS said, more guests coming on the way, man. We appreciate you guys locked in, tuned in. And uh, don't forget to subscribe, like, leave a comment, do what you got to do. Share us on your social media platforms and follow us as well. Uh, with that being said, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. La, 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 la,